Hey, before we start the show, just a quick heads up on something our friends over at Flickr are working on. Flickr is hitting the road with the Conservation Alliance and Rivian for a five-day photo expedition from Colorado to California, showcasing the beauty and significance of our public lands through the lens. As part of the Mobilizing for Monuments movement, this journey is more than just capturing stunning landscapes. It's about storytelling and highlighting the profound role of photography in advocating for conservation and community. The team will drive Rivian's electric vehicles sustainably across these stunning vistas, while our photographers bring to light the stories of local communities and the monumental importance of monuments. Just head over to the Flickr blog to learn more. Join us and witness the power of photography in preserving and celebrating our natural world. In this episode of TWIP, we're gonna be talking about Apple's recently announced M3 processors that they spoke about at their Scary Fast event. And we're also gonna be talking about something that you may not know about, even if you've seen that keynote, and that's the fact that that entire keynote presentation was shot on iPhone. All that and more is coming your way next on TWIP. This is TWIP. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of TWIP. I am your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Like I said in that little tease there, uh, what was it, yesterday as we record this, today is Halloween, October 31st, 2023. On October 30th, Apple announced their M3 processors along with some brand new MacBook Pros to boot and a new color we're gonna talk a little bit about and a bunch of other things. But one of the big things we're gonna talk about is the fact that they shot that entire thing using an iPhone 15 or a series, I'm, I'm guessing probably, you know, a couple dozen iPhone 15s, but it was shot on that particular piece of hardware. So we're gonna talk about that. And we're gonna talk about a little bit of AI. I know everybody's sick of hearing about AI, but we're gonna talk a little bit about AI and the fact that the Biden administration just issued an executive order that pertains to AI. So we're gonna talk about some of the salient points to come out of that, that, uh, that executive order and how they will affect you if you're in the world because AI is affecting everything. And then of course, all the other things. So we're gonna talk about that. And when I say we, who am I talking about? Well, myself and my good friend, Mr. Sharky James is back on the show again to help me tackle these. Alistair Jolly is not here because it is Halloween and it is Halloween evening in Scotland where he's from. And I'm guessing he's out hanging out with his kids and doing all the spooky stuff. So Sharky, man, what's going on? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm not back. I'm still here. I just never left, Frederick. You <laughs> That's know. your fixture. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm practically <laughs> co-hosting now. They feed the food under the door, right? And just keep you keep you satisfied. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, exactly it's good. What's yeah. It is always good to have you. And like, you know, when we uh, we first started the show was several minutes ago. Like as we record this, what hour and a half ago, we started recording. You and I can talk about anything. We've been talking about. We could have recorded an entire show just from are catching up and and nerding out about the different things that are happening in the world but we're recording now so we'll try to recapture some of that energy before we kick it off sharky uh what's going on in your world i know you're every time i talk to you you have another sponsor what's the sponsor du jour of the week <laughs> for, for sharky there's no Day? new sponsors <laughs> my most recent is robert's camera buy your stuff from robertscamera.com you know <laughs> you listen you grew up in chicago over in 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 Indianapolis, Indiana, Robert's camera has been around since 1957. That's quick. I try not to do math in public, but that's 66 years now, right? Yeah. And they're awesome. They're just really great people. But <laughs> I'm going to drop the codes right now. Lenshark.com slash deals, 20% off, like really great brands like Coupo and Benro and stuff like that. So there you go. Boom. Sponsors. You go. Happy done. He got <laughs> it in and there'll be a link in the show notes and in the YouTube description as well. There you go. Thank you, Sharky. Well, cool. Well, I hope you have a good pick of the week too, because you're gonna need a you're gonna need to you know bring it home with a Sharky James level recommendation for the TWIP audience. So we'll see how that goes. It's the Smoke Genie again. 
Every week, oh it's my the God. smoke not genie. The smoke genie. No. It's a different kind of smoke. This this <laughs> week, it's the smoke genie, but it's the fog button on the smoke genie. <laughs> You've got to join us on the Twip Mixer every Friday night because, well, Frederick and I are there and a bunch of other great people, and the smoke genie is also one of the characters. Yes. <laughs> yes. It makes it a, Last week, we were both up in smoke with those things. Yours I and, love this. But it's fun. Thing, it's fun stuff. It's great. Every photographer I use it all the time for bag. photography and videography. It really yeah. is. I mean, you know, you're, you're going to pay a few hundred bucks or whatever for it, but uh, it's totally worth it. So It's worth it. Yeah, it's like a lens. Boom. It's like a Bonus lens. pick. <laughs> love it. Love it. It really is. Well, yeah, that better be your bonus because you're going to need another one. Uh, let's dive in to yeah, the topics that we want because there's a couple, there's a bunch of things that we need to cover. The first thing is, like I mentioned in the tease there, Apple had their Scary Fast event yesterday on October 30th, 2023, and released the or announced the new M3 processor and some new MacBook Pros to go with it, 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pros, as well as a refreshed iMac, which is the only thing that's changed in it is the processor. Same body as the old iMac, only now they have M3 processors, and they skipped right over M2. There, I don't think there was ever an M2 um, iMac to, to begin with, so they went from one to three with that guy. So first impressions, I know you saw the keynote, you watched it, all the good things. Was the reality distortion field in full effect? Did you feel like pulling out the wallet and pressing the buy now after it, or were you like, I already got an M1, Whatever. What do you think? I would love to have the new MacBook Pro, but I'm doing just fine, just like you are with our M1 versions. Did you buy a new one yet? I did, did you not. you pull the trigger last night? I did not. And you probably, I do you not. think you will? I mean, it's, you know, if you're doing a lot yeah. of video, it, it, listen, it's going to come to the point where I'm doing more video now. If it gets to the point where I just don't have that extra few minutes to wait, you know, yeah. I don't have something else to do while it's rendering video. I might consider it. But, you know, you, you don't get trapped in like the reality distortion field. Like you said, totally. you have to have the latest and greatest. I've got for his iPhone, I've got the 13 Pro Max, whatever, you know, and it's just fine. My stepson has the 15 Pro Max. He showed me the other day the photos he took with it. And it's like, wow, that's uh, that's nice. Yeah, but yeah, I can wait, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like, how much money do you want to give Apple? Do you want to give them all the money? I yeah. don't think so. That's why I keep saying Apple needs to just create a I don't know what they'd call it, something Apple-y, but essentially a subscription program where you just you just pay a little oh, bit forever. Right. We don't and have enough. Just, those. You, you just get the new stuff. Right? I mean, you're going to buy it anyway. Right. You just you know, you just get the new stuff like the Apple phone, the iPhone upgrade program right so you can just kind of daisy chain into the next version and just keep paying extend that to everything like your whole suite your apple tvs your macbooks your watch your whatever put them all under one account and just let me pay a certain fee for the year right and you just pay it every month throughout the year and whenever they release new stuff you're Large the first fee. to get it yeah i want that i want that yeah take my money how apple. big of take a it. house does how big of a house does Tim Apple need? Yeah. Well, you know what? I would, I would, I have no idea. I know they're, yeah. I, I have no idea. Like those, those folks, I think, um, probably don't live as lavishly as we think they do. I think they live probably smartly, you know, with all the tech, of course, but smaller, smaller places, but more of them. So Tim probably has a smaller, regular house beautiful i'm sure you know appointed nicely moon. yeah but then he has one probably in the bay area one in wherever apple has giant clusters of people all over the world i'm sure he has multiple of these places all over the place that's my dream i want to have not a giant jay-z and beyonce style mansion on a cliff in santa monica or something i want multiple nice condos or townhouses all over the world and each in one warm places eat in warm places in each one a wardrobe all my stuff so i could just show up there with nothing and just continue going same clothes in every one right the exact same wardrobe all black <laughs> all black yeah matte all black, black everything yeah yeah shout out to mkbhd 
Um, so you're not getting it. MacBook Pro, the the third, the uh, M3 16 inch, maybe loaded down. I think it'll take 128 gigs of RAM now or something ridiculous like that. No, you know, I mean, we could use it because we do heavy lifting with video and all that. So I I could definitely make use of it, but I don't know that I could justify scooching a MacBook Pro purchase up in the queue amongst the other things that I have funds earmarked to, right? It's not that spectacular and I'm not hurting that much for more processor or memory footprint that I need to like pull strings to make it happen. I think I can wait until this one either hits a wall where there's some software that I need to use and it won't go fast enough on this machine or this one breaks or something, then I'll go get the new one. And like you, you're on the 13, the iPhone, you're the iPhone 13 Pro Max. I'm on the 14 Pro Max. I yep. haven't upgraded to the 15. Although I had a moment of weakness a couple of couple of days ago, where I uh, uh, I was in a mall and there was an Apple store <laughs> in the mall, and I was like resisting it. I was like, oh yeah, maybe I'll just go look at them. I just want to see the little action button. Maybe I'll go look at it. And I went in there and they had them on display and I'm holding it. I'm like, yeah, that is, it's a little lighter. It's different. It's beautiful. You know, maybe I'll just get it, whatever. You know, I'm going to get it eventually. So I'll just get it. They didn't have them in stock, luckily. So I still have my 14, still have my antiquated 14 Pro Max. But, you know, in retrospect, when I got home, I was like, I'm glad those things weren't in stock because the 14 Pro Max is amazing, right? It is, it is a toolbox of capability and features and i've really only ever used like a screwdriver maybe a phillips <laughs> out of that toolbox i have not used all the tools so i don't have there's a lot of headroom left is what i'm saying on your 13 too right have you have you hit any points on that 13 where you're like oh this is crap i need a i need a faster phone it's not working for me only only, only the size of the uh you know the hard drive in there the the flash memory because you know yeah. The cats and the dogs require a thousand, you know, of the same photo taken over the last couple of years, apparently. And then, yes. you you know, things yeah. get filled. But as far as getting a, the new, you know, like an M3 MacBook Pro, like I said, it's going to come down to needing it, not wanting it. I mean, I think it's just the older I get, the more I'm thinking, you know, like the way our grandparents and stuff lived, you know, if something broke, you fixed it. You didn't just go, well here you go I'm gonna go buy, spend some more money make this corporation richer i'm gonna go buy a new you know new thing it's if it gets to the point where it's costing me time and you know times i'm a one-man band right just like you yeah. are so mm -hmm. you know i've got the podcast to work on i've got things for the sponsors and shooting and all that kind of stuff and if i need more time and that getting a new macbook pro m3 can buy me more time because it'll crunch the video faster. I can cull photos faster, etc. Then I can make the case for it. But right now, I just don't feel the need to do that. But that's right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who knows? Right. That could, could, change. could change, change this afternoon. <laughs> it could totally change. It could change yeah. during this conversation. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, one thing I was disappointed about uh, from that event or the lack of announcements from that event was I was expecting like going forward after the iPhone 15 launched with USB-C on it that that was the end of Apple products that we'd see with lightning ports on them yet not the MacBook Pro of course is USB-C but the peripherals are all still lightning the keyboard the magic trackpad uh, the mouse that horrible mouse you know it's all still lightning and the bad nothing, design of the mouse persists. Nothing magic. Yeah. Yeah. So sorcery, whatever. So yeah, I wonder when do you, you know, when do you expect Apple to fully embrace USB-C or is it just going to be like a direct gradual thing? I'm sure they have a bunch of lightning stuff in the supply chain right now. So they can't just flick a switch and stop, you know, generating tons of lightning waste as it were but when do you think that flip the flip is going to be to full ubiquitous usb-c over the entire apple product line may 17th 2024 no okay got it. <laughs> who knows I, like i said thank you thank you <laughs> it, it's going to come when you like what you said when they've exhausted their supply of things and who knows how much energy they've put into developing you know out the new you know the current iMacs, the current, you know, MacBook Pros, whatever with 
the latest and greatest. They've got their timeline and they're going to do it when they decide to do it. Yeah. And yeah. that is okay because we will go along with whatever Tim Apple and the gang tells us to do because <laughs> we are fanboys. <laughs> yeah. Take hey, all our I'm money. Fanboy. I am, you know, I, I, I take issue with that fanboy comment. I am not a fanboy of, I think, none of the tech that I have for the most part. I am a purchaser of technology that lets me do things that I have to do faster and more enjoyable. That's what I mean. So if there's some other product out there that lets me do all the stuff that I need to do and is as integrated and relatively bulletproof as the stuff I have now, then I'll, I'll consider it. But, you know, and it just so happens that Apple is the thing that fits all the, it checks all the boxes for the stuff that I need to get done. Call me a fanboy. Same with the car, same with all the stuff that I have. I buy these tools to serve a purpose. And if there's a better tool that comes out later, then I'll get that. But people have to put you in a box. Well, they that have to tool say will fanboy. not be a PC. It's not going to be. Well, maybe, you know, it might in the future. Who knows? I doubt it because Apple, Apple knows what they're doing and they have what? A, a trillion amount of revenue to pour into R&D and all the things. So I don't see, and they're smart, right? So I don't see them doing stuff that's like, oh, Apple put out a crap product and now their whole thing is shattered. I need to go consider another company for my computing needs. I don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon, knock on wood. But if it did, they make I'd great be happy things. to consider. Yeah, they do. They, they make do. great things. and. They it, you know, we're in the ecosystem and the ecosystem is a nice ecosystem. There's a lot of people who are in a different ecosystem that is like, you know, belts and suspenders and gaffer tape just to hold it all together. And yeah. we don't really have that with Apple. And we used to. I mean, you used to have to drill through your system preferences like constantly and remove inits. Remember inits, mm -hmm. extensions and everything and things would yeah. conflict. And now it's just kind of just it's humming along and it's for the most part just work. Yeah, yeah, as it as it should. And there's a lot of stuff coming too. You know, I'm 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 bullish on Apple. You and I were chatting back and forth through through Instagram yesterday about this stuff and about like this these new processors and who needs all that horsepower. And one of the things I brought up was you know the 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 whole AI part of it, and especially when you look at it from the standpoint of Apple and the Vision Pro and the world that they're going to need to build and power in the future and where that might go. Like if you kind of extrapolate out to a Ready Player One type world where it's just it just works and you just plug in and everything looks photorealistic and, you know, all that stuff. All that stuff needs processor. You need processor, you need bandwidth, you need memory footprint, all the things. And then, of course, AI on top of it. And Apple has already said that they don't who knows if they'll change their mind but they have already said that their foray into this artificial intelligence world they're it's all security first so with OpenAI and the other companies that are building these large language models they're essentially software as a service tools that live in the cloud you send a request it returns a response on with your day kind of like a web page apple is saying they want it all on device so essentially a chat GPT or a Siri GPT or whatever will live completely on the device that it's doing its processing on and keep it siloed away from the rest of the world. So all your information and queries remain private, which I think is good. I mean, it's good and bad, right? On the good side, yay, nobody can see all the stuff that I'm working on. On the bad side is you lose connectivity to third-party device or third-party services that could provide even more substantive information like stock information or current events or whatever is on the internet. I think there's power in being able to say, hey, you know, find HGPT, find the latest Give me a list of the, the today's top performing stocks, put them in a Excel spreadsheet ranked by order and ranked by the number of times that they've peaked over the, you know, just being able to do complete natural language stuff like that with real world data versus just my own stuff that happens on the device, I think is important. So I don't know, on device or off device, where do you yeah. find, where do you fall? Do you want your stuff well, in the cloud or, or just siloed on your device? I'm not a cloud friendly person. I don't have my text messages, my notes or anything going into the cloud because I can't trust that it's not going to be hacked or whatever. It's just not safe. And, you know, the downside to that of, well, not with the iPhone so much, but 
with those goggles, whatever they're called. The, what is it called? Vision Pro? Is it? Yeah. It's going to have to be all on device, like you said, and that's going to mean incredible hardware specs, which means an incredible price tag. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So thirty yeah, five hundred bucks is what they said, right? And who knows how much it's going to actually sell for? But most people aren't going to be able to have it at first. Eventually, everyone will have this. And mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan. Like you know, I, I think you might be the kind of like the same way. Is I'm not a big fan of VR. I think AR is better. All mm -hmm. these VR glasses, Oculus, and all that kind of stuff. It's just it, you know a certain percentage of people it makes them feel ill. And then also. <laughs> you know me i don't like not being i don't drink i don't do drugs i don't do any of that kind of stuff i don't want to be not in control and not aware of my world yeah you know not like yeah. you know, someone's gonna pop out of my you know the next room and attack me or something but i'm just not a take myself out of reality kind of person and who wants to you know how much are you going to use vr goggles yeah. um up until now yeah. people kind of you buy it and it kind of gets set aside and we've bought this stuff in the in the past for the kids wanted it so badly you know a few years ago we got it and it you know it went in a drawer or something right so yeah but these yeah, but the my... vision pro looks amazing and there's so much you can do with it i mean it's gonna as a business tool it's gonna be amazing as a creation tool it's gonna be amazing as something to deliver content on it'll be amazing and at first, like I said, it's going to be people who can afford it. So it's going to be people who can afford whatever services you have to sell them. Right. And so as photographers, videographers, et cetera, that is what you need to be thinking about now. Not when they come out right now. Right now. Plan yeah. For you it. have a head start. It's like knowing it's almost like knowing the impact that iPhone is going to have on the world before iPhone was launched. You're in that. And then, you know, and being the guy or, or woman that says, hey, you know, if, had I known that iPhone was going to be this explosive, I would have done X, Y and Z back when they launched it or before they launched it. Well, now you have a do over kind of right with the Apple Vision Pro because they're launching a brand new ecosystem again. And all you have to do is look back on what happened, like when they launched the iPad. They launched the iPad, a brand new device, form factor, all that stuff, a new way to consume information. And then they tied it in to the App Store, which gave it rocket fuel. And all developers wanted to get in there and create unique experiences tailored for the iPad. Boom. And now it's part of our daily lexicon, the iPad. Everyone's using it for all kinds of things, kids, adults, etc. Fast forward to today with that Apple Vision Pro, which I believe will likely, like you said, Sharky, will provide additional revenue opportunities for content creators and building worlds and AR experiences where you, you know, you walk, look at that wall and now it looks like something else and just all kinds of stuff like that. The, what I want to see kind of bear out is the, the, one of the things is the comfort of the device because I have a, we bought, uh, how many have I bought? I bought, a MetaQuest headset for myself, then I bought one for Nicole, then I bought one for uh, Nicole's dad to go fishing with, and my sister and my brother got one. So there's a bunch in the family. You know how many people use them regularly now? None. Zero. Mine's not even. Mine's not even charged. I need. I have to like. Oh yeah, there's a Vision Quest. Let me charge it and update it just in case I want to use it. Then I charge it and update it, put it back in the case and put it back on the shelf. Right. So when we first got them, we were using them a lot, but I don't get sick in there. But what I do get is uncomfortable. So when I wear that, it's like sweat and then the weight on your head. And, you know, like you said, there's there's not I don't get disoriented, but it's still that feeling of, OK, what's in the room with me? I know the new ones, you'll be able to see through it and have spatial awareness. But still, you kind of feel like you're in in something. So I'm anxious to see how. And if they're able to mitigate that and solve it, because the the uncomfortableness and having the outline around your face when you take it off and, you know, all the things are, you know, they, they mean that you're not going to use this thing for doing long form three hour meetings or things like that, unless they figured that the comfort piece out. I don't know. Do you have you have, you have, one? To have, you have a the medical tolerance? I don't. I don't have any of that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> like, you gotta like try said, it. Just, I'm not in order to speak intelligently <laughs> about the topic, Sharky. <laughs> no, I've tried them before. I've tried them before. I just don't like. I said I don't like it. Um, yeah. But the the Vision Pro stuff looks cool. Imagine, you know what DCS is? You know, like the uh, 
it's kind of like micro microsoft uh, flight simulator but way better so mm -hmm. you could have that vision pro thing on imagine if you're a gamer and you know like you're in like an f-16 cockpit and you're able to look over your shoulder and see if yeah. the bogeys are you know over that that's just gonna gamers and and gamers will put up with unbelievable levels of discomfort i mean you will put off going to the restroom for eight hours you can wear a, a you know a vision pro for eight hours right yeah. entertainment yeah yeah for sure yeah it's it's that it's the it's gamers i think it's also um the pornography industry they're all they're always early adopters as well and that's that's yeah. a rabid that crowd that be, will yeah. Like walk over tape, hot right? coals to get to the content, right? And same with gamers. They will walk over hot coals to get to a new kind of immersive gaming experience. Those are usually the doors to, you know, whether we admit it or not, those are kind of the doors to getting in yeah. to this stuff. And if you look at like the Vision Pro, one of the things that they talked about was... Yeah, being able to consume a movie and sit there and have this giant screen in front of you and all that. I've tried to consume a, a movie on the, the, the MetaQuest headset. And you can do it, and it looks like a big old, you know, you're sitting in theater. They even put the, the seats in front of you, right? And the lit aisles and all that, so you kind of really feel like you're sitting in a theater. But my brain didn't quite connect it, because I still felt like... You know, uh, this is it still felt kind of, I don't know, proof of concept beta ish. It wasn't. Yeah, I, I can't put my finger on it. Like it I was couldn't get into the movie. It was a, I couldn't get into the movie. It was, was a, it. it was a skewamorphism fail is what it was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so if you Apple can fix that. <laughs> well, who you know, listen, if and if you've got like, you know, a loved one or a whole family, you're not all going to wear it. You can just turn the darn TV on or the projector in your, you know on the wall and and that sort of thing so it's gonna there's gonna be use cases that we haven't even thought of yet that are just gonna blow our minds just like there has been with the iphone yeah yeah whole businesses like a whole whole billion multi-billion dollar businesses appeared just because of smartphones or you know and you can draw a straight line back to the iphone you know like Uber, for example, or Airbnb, yeah. these kinds of businesses would not have existed in their current forms, at least, without having some sort of high-powered, easy-to-consume device that runs apps, right? The app yeah. ecosystem enabled all this, and we're going to see an app ecosystem on these headsets. Like, you know, speaking of technologies that showed up, there's drones, so drones had been around for years and years. The art radio control industry, I remember my big brother used to build radio control airplanes back in the day. And if, you know, and if anybody touched them, you'd get a punch in the arm, right? So it was, it was that. And then you fast forward to today, there's still a, a huge hobbyist world around just building these beautiful RC vehicles cars planes helicopters all of it and then there's now the ginormous side. ones big ones yeah like scale ones and then there's the consumer side of that where there i could just go to best buy and buy a drone and read the instructions and be flying it and taking pictures because i'm not it like i personally i am not into building like vehicles like that. I don't want to build a ship in the bottle. I just want to take the fi the picture that that device lets me take, right? So I want the end result, not the joy of the journey to getting to it. So these things address that and that space would not have been possible without tools like the iPhone that, you know, with the accelerometers, the compass, all the things in there, vision on all sides, all these technologies that came to play inside of iPhones that now made it to these devices. So what's gonna be enabled when we have these Vision Pro headsets? Or you start merging streams. Like you start saying, okay, now you have a Vision Pro headset, you no longer need a DJI you know, controller because DJI released the Vision Pro app and you can now see what the aircraft sees as you fly around with, or whatever, right? Or you could go, yeah. go virtually walk through your home when you're traveling because you have security cameras that are Vision Pro enabled and now you can actually be home and look around and do all the things. So I, I feel like things like that will show up beyond just what they showed in the keynote of gaming and meetings and video conferencing. I think important things might show up, like therapy, for example, like being able to yeah. 
sit down with a, a, a world-class therapist that happens to be in a country different than you, but now you can sit down virtually face-to-face -face with them and have a conversation. Imagine that. So yeah, I, that kind of stuff. I, I think whereas those, those, the MetaQuest and those old, uh, now old uh, goggles failed, the Vision Pro will not. I mean, mm -hmm. it looks like to be the real deal. But like I said, it's going to be expensive at first. So photographers and videographers, hear us loud and clear. You want to think about use cases for that and reverse engineer what you're going to do to get those kind of clients. People are always talking about, you know, I like I want better clients. Well, if you you have to go for them, you know, you have to create products and services that people with money are are going to want to, uh, you know, buy. Like I always tell people. If you're, it, it, I think probably a lot of people do this now, but if you want to get better clients as a photographer and videographer, join your local chamber of commerce. I remember back when I was a photojournalist that, you know, there was always one photographer that showed up at those mixers and those business leaders only knew that guy. And so when it came time to hire a photographer or somebody who could do video, they would hire that guy. So you want to be that guy or be that gal join your chamber of commerce, and then you can start selling them on these services, you know, mm -hmm. for Vision Pro when that comes out. But you got to start thinking about that stuff. Like we said, now you don't want to be playing catch up. So think about use cases and what people will pay for and then create those things. And then people will be like, well, maybe, you know, I'll go ahead and buy this. Or you could tell those business people, you could, you know, give a little speech at, at the chamber of commerce meeting talking about how, you know, if you guys as businesses, as realtors, had this vision pro, here's a service you could provide. And I've already got everything built out to help you with that. Yeah. And that, yep. that can make you thousands of dollars right there. You could be making tens of thousands of dollars, but you have to do it. If you don't do yeah. it, someone else will. Yeah. So and if you, if you do it and you fail there, I don't think there's a fail. I think Tony Robbins said this, right? If you, if you attempt it and you, like you say, Sharky, you build something that you think you fills a need and it turns out it doesn't fill that need. Nobody wants it or it's not as successful as you thought. You still end up with, you're still a player in that space. Now you're not, you're not on the sidelines. Like, you know, it'd be cool if somebody built A, B and C, you're somebody you've built something, you understand all the steps necessary and you've experienced failure at that point. So you know what not to do and what works and all that. Then you rinse and repeat and try again. But now you're, you're in that space and you're doing cool stuff. So yeah, yeah, there's so well, much, you know, I, I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and just, you know, to expand on that, if you did do the, you know, the chamber of commerce thing or whatever, and provided these services, no one knows if you failed or not. They don't ask you how many clients went for this, how many people are buying this for you. And you get the benefit of looking like, you know, you're a technology wizard. Right. And that right, right there raises your, your status, how you are perceived as a business person. And that has benefits as well. So you just got people need to think about this. You need to always be thinking about your brand and what it represents and how you're seen. Yeah. And, and be thinking about skating to where the puck is going to be versus where it is now. Like, for example, with with I mean, we've talking about Apple, right? And the Vision Pro and these new M1 processors and all that. So what like try to like teleport yourself into Apple's secret planning room like what could they be strategizing because they're they don't they don't M4. they don't live, right they don't they don't live paycheck to paycheck over there making okay wouldn't it be cool if we released uh how about a headset right okay go build it or let's release it at the next keynote they don't do that apple and i'm speaking from experience having been an apple employee Apple knows what's going to happen a significant significant amount of time into the future and they're they're aiming at a certain kind of world, not world, but a, a certain kind of product suite that they want to have available to us. They don't tell us, obviously, but you can kind of start connecting the tea leaves. And personally, I connect the tea leaves and I look at, okay, so clearly from the statements that Tim Cook slash Apple has made, they believe that this Vision Pro is going to be as important as the iPhone was. He said that verbatim. Okay, that's a big statement. And if that's true, then just look at all the things that iPhone enabled and is doing and is capable of and all the content that has been built specifically for iPhone and vertical video and all this stuff. So now you look at 
the Vision Pro on the other side and try to extrapolate from there. Like, okay, where could this be going? Well, it looks like a lot of content might be needed for this thing. Hmm, what could they use to capture said content? Well, interestingly, our next story, Sharky, <laughs> is the fact that that scary fast event that Apple just had yesterday, at the end of it, if you stuck around to the end, right after the, the Apple logo faded off the screen, they faded up some text that said, this entire presentation, including all drone shots, dolly shots, etc., were captured on an iPhone 15 Pro Max or on the iPhone 15 Pro Max. Presumably a bunch of them, but that model versus a red camera or black magic cinema or whatever, insert high-end expensive out-of-reach camera, that whole thing was a testament to the quality that you could get from something that we all have, or most of us have in our pockets, right? So now we know what the capture devices could be. You know, sure, Disney and those guys are gonna use all the cool superpowers that they have, but now we could, what that said to me, and I'm sure I wanna hear how that resonated with you, Sharky, but it said to me that all these years, I've known that iPhone can do all these amazing things. Um, it could do pro-level work. Of course, it's stuck with the stigma of being a phone, so no one's going to take it seriously if you show up at a wedding or something with just your phone. But Apple using their hardware to shoot a device or to shoot a piece as important as that scary fast event says that it's good enough for them. It's good enough for my little short that I'm building so I can I can shoot it like that. And maybe I'll go pick up a cheap iPhone 12 or 13 or something as a B camera or whatever. And I'll use my iPad to edit on because Final Cut Pro now runs on the iPad. And now I can build these experiences either for video or for the Vision Pro in the future with this quote, pedestrian level gear. So that that's kind of where my brain went. Where, where did your brain go when you found out that that whole thing was shot on iPhone? When I saw that, I think a lot of people missed it because they maybe punched out or they didn't really yeah. make a, that big of a deal out of it. It was just like, boom, you know, shot on iPhone. I was like, wow, uh, mic drop moment right there. Like that was, yeah. you know, bury the lead, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's crazy. So that was Apple saying, look what we can do. Now, granted, and if you saw, you know, I'm sure you'll have a link in the show notes. And um, I think there was a Mashable thing uh, with yep. it. And, you know, there's a behind the scene video that they put out. that's uh, like two minutes long. You know, OK, <laughs> just the average person is not going to use the 15 Pro Max and shoot video that looks anything like the keynote that you can go see online. And here's why they had literally hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars worth of lights, rigs, you know, just everything. Just look at the look at the rig they had to put that iPhone 15 Pro Max in right. to shoot with that. And you're just you're probably not going to do that. I think your average videographer is not going that probably the iPhone 15 Pro Max is not going to be your go to choice for shooting weddings and that sort of thing for video because you're going to want other pro features that, you know, like a, you know, Sony kind of camera or whatever, yeah. you know, that's more, you know, mission specific. You're not going to use your phone. And then, you know, you'll probably forget to turn off the notifications and you'll get a text from your mom and then the whole video is messed up. Right. So, yeah. you know, you're not going to do it, but you can. The point is, is you can. And so I think a lot of people are going to think, you know, let's say you're a, a wedding photographer and the your clients haven't hired a videographer and, you know, you just you're, you can't afford a fancy setup at the moment. You know, you're you're on the lower end, let's say, of, of wedding photographers. You're just starting out, but you got a 15 Pro Max iPhone. You know, you could set it up somewhere and, and shoot some video. It's not going to be the most compelling thing but it's better than nothing and yeah. you can do it. And then when you're done, you put it in your, uh, in your pocket and then, you know, you go play Minecraft or whatever later. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I don't know, Sharky. I don't know. I mean, we're both speculating here, but I, I don't know. I feel like the stigma of, well, you know, you could use the iPhone 
for as a, as a stopgap until you get a proper or a real camera, but no one's going to do X, Y, and Z on a phone. I don't, I think that was, that was true. Probably in, if you look in the past, increasingly so in the past, you know, in the past, like when we first got iPhone one is like, yeah, no way in hell I'm going to do anything cinema, you know, cinematography level on this little thing. And then slowly it became like, oh, well, maybe. And then raw and then, you know, cinema mode and all these things started showing up. So I, I feel like I don't think the iPhone is going to be a replacement for any of these high end cameras that they're using to shoot marvel type movies or anything you know big budgeted like that maybe not 100 percent, but i do believe in those situations they may choose to use a phone for b-roll or for places where it's too dangerous to put a really expensive camera kind of like what you'd use or you a, can't a gopro a or something or you can't fit a big camera yeah. so i i think that will happen on that side but i think on the other side we'll start seeing a whole, you know, maybe it's not a genre, but it may be a movement slash genre, but of content that was created exclusively on iPhone, right? Not because they want to show that the iPhone can do A, B, and C, but just because it made the most sense to use it and it's accessible. So that student that's living, uh, like a film school student going to NYU or something and wants to put something amazing together, I don't think it's, you have to lead with excuses now, where it's like, well, you know what, I can only get this one and I had to borrow that from over there and I didn't have the proper lens to do this, but if I could have, I would have done something amazing. I think all that goes away. I think every oh, yeah. day, every day, Sharky, we have the excuses fall away. So we have these phones that do all this amazing stuff. So you create a full on short or even full length film with one of these and have it look fantastic. You could get assistance with script writing using chat GPT, you know, do virtual sets using Dali and then superimpose yourself into them. You can do all kinds of stuff that just comes from your brain. And the most exciting part part for, or the most exciting part of that for me is the doors that it opens that were previous, previously closed to ideas that would never have seen the light of day now right now they can yeah right so somebody that that has this great idea for a new kind of science fiction movie can make it and makes look make something that looks pretty dang cool using just the stuff they already have versus just dreaming about it and being sad and then going to do something else right so it just well, it, it, it's it democratizing things for people yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, you know it, listen if you're you know it's i'm not to be ageist, but, you know, younger people these days, you know, digital natives, they know how to use these things. And there's so many talented young people out there. This is, I think, what a lot of them are going to use. Just like you said, it's like, well, I don't have, you know, enough money for a great phone and all this fancy, you know, camera gear. So maybe I'll just get the 15 Pro Max. My skills in lighting are good. My storytelling is on point. And I'm going to really wow people. And you're going to see that. I mean, we've seen that already. But with this 15 Pro Max, I mean, Apple Log looks amazing. And yeah. its ability to capture more of a dynamic range. And as long as you know how to grade it and everything, I mean, you can do some amazing things just like they showed in that keynote. But again, they also had, you know, they paid a lot of money. They paid professional crews. They had tons of lighting. Everything was dialed in they had skills that maybe you don't have yet. So don't expect those results, but that is definitely something to try to achieve. And they prove that you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you, yeah, and that's the point, you know, the excuses, even the excuse about lighting and microphones, right? To some degree, the microphones on these, these I'm pointing at my phone here, the microphones on these devices uh, is, or are, ridiculously good in a lot of cases like people are just doing full-on vlogs now just with their phone where it used to be okay i need my phone i need a gimbal or at least a gorilla pod and and a wireless mic to make sure i get my audio and all the things now you could just use your phone because it's stabilized now and it's beam forming audio picks up your audio really good and the the computational you know image crunching that they pack into these phones means like you can look good as well with not so great lighting. So it just comes down to story again. It's all back to story. Now yeah. you can tell the story that you well, wanted to tell without hardware being a barrier to it. 
And there's there's help out there as far as the, the software goes. You you might have seen the uh, the video our friend Unmesh Dinda did, where mm -hmm. he shot video, and he was like clear across the room sitting on his couch, and then it's a it's part of Adobe Labs kind of thing. It's not out yet, but it cleaned up the audio, and it sounded like he was on a microphone and not shooting with his phone, you know, or can or whatever he shot with from like twenty feet away. Yep. Yep. And then now what? Right. So now the onus is on you. Yeah. So, yeah. So interesting. So we'll leave that right there. Um, but yeah, just just if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely go check out that keynote. Even even it's called Apple, just Google Apple Scary Fast and it'll take you to it or go to YouTube and search for Apple Scary Fast. It'll take you to the video or alternatively, just click on the link that I'll put in the description or on the show notes and head over to it. But it one of the takeaways for me was or the main takeaway for me was, yeah, I want it. Don't need it now for the computer. Maybe later I'll get that. And watch that whole thing to absorb the information that they're giving you about the latest state of the art and then watch it again through eyes of, oh, all of this was shot on the device that I have access to or I even own right now and see what's capable or what's possible with, quote, pedestrian level devices. And one last thing, Sharky, on that. So the software or the apps that are on that are that are available today and that you know more will be available tomorrow and the next day, etc on phones that let you do advanced video photo ai all that stuff these apps are not your you know nokia snake game apps of the past <laughs> these these apps do things that you can't do on the desktop or that you can't do in other places but you can do them on the phone to a high level of resolution and professionalism and accuracy like professional level apps are available now on the phone that are single use right so instead of having like a Photoshop where, okay, I can build whatever I want or an After Effects. I can animate anything in the world. I just have a learning curve that's this steep. Once I get over that curve, I'll have superpowers and I can make anything. These things, I think, flip it. So now it's like, oh, I need to be able to do X, Y, and Z, or I need, I need to be able to render this thing. Chances are you could probably find an app that will make that really easy and you just buy that app for a couple of bucks and do your thing. Now you have that superpower on your utility belt. So I don't know. I, I think the future is bright for this stuff. I'm, I'm optimistic on this, on the AI stuff and, you know, processor and creativity and the VR, AR stuff. I think we are at that, we are kind of at that point in technological evolution, let's say, where it's almost like a, the Cambrian explosion, where it's like, okay, everything was like this, and now we have all this capability. Now, where did all that come from? Starting with maybe before AI, but starting around that world when people started talking about artificial intelligence and using ChatGPT and the controversy and the copyright and all that stuff, all that stuff rolled together, right? Is was part of that Cambrian explosion that in a couple of years we'll look back on and say, wow, we were really trying to figure it out then. Good thing we sorted it out, and now we have... You know, everyone's walking around with an earpiece with a digital assistant in there <laughs> that you can, you can do whatever, you know, just Listen. say, hey, go, go make me reservations. And, uh, you know, that place we had dinner at last week, make reservations there. Make sure you tell them that we don't want to be seated by X, Y, and Z, Boom. you know, and just have it do it. Yeah. So come it can be. Listen, a lot of people get overwhelmed by it, but just, you know, make a list of things you want to check out and check them out and just start absorbing it and start learning these things it doesn't have to be overwhelming and if you don't do it you're going to be left behind especially if you know listen if you're just a hobbyist then you know whatever but you know if you're doing it as a pro and you don't learn these things now you know you're going to be left out in the cold it's like all these photographers you know who used to shoot you know they'd have a standalone building and they'd shoot in a studio with the you know the fall leaf fake fall leaves backdrop and you know, you'd go get your senior photos done there. And now everybody wants to go shoot on location. Well, it's like, well, now I need, you know, portable lights. And now I need, uh, you know, and then you need to hire a videographer because they want video in, a in addition to that. So you just need to be able to adapt. And that's, you know, an ongoing ongoing theme here on TWIP, right? Is And my yeah. show too, the Lens Shark Photography Podcast. Well, I took a long time to get that in there, Frederick. Uh, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was counting. That was amazing. You you went yeah, a that was whole, a long time. what is it, 48 minutes. You went 48 minutes without saying that. That's amazing. <laughs>
that's crazy i know i'm slipping man i'm slipping but yeah yeah no, it's adapt it's like i said not adapt or die maybe adapt or get wounded you know no no it, i think it, it is uh, you know ad adapt or experience a significant drop in revenue <laughs> not die yeah. but you know it is you know you don't you i hate the i don't hate it but the phrase lifelong learner you know we've heard that a lot over the years where you can never stop learning this stuff in a minute that you feel like you know it all or you know in my day we used to do it like this and that's the way i'm gonna do it if it worked you know it worked then it's gonna work now i'm just gonna keep doing it. that works for some things i think uh, but i think by and large for us as kind of people that work in the t in technology especially content creation it's a moving target like and it's an exciting moving target because the even our podcasts, like both of our podcasts, the the config that I use today versus let's call it three years ago, completely different. Higher quality now, more robust now, more features. I don't have to pray that it's gonna work every time I turn everything on. It just turn it on everything. Well, except for this show for some reason. But you just turn it on, you turn it on and it works, right? And that's that's where things are just gonna keep going and keep making it easy. Like, oh, well, I'll leave this segment on this. So one of the things that I'm experimenting with t to this week actually is automation using AI and specifically ChatGPT and Zapier. If you haven't heard of Zapier, look it up. Z-A-P-I-E-R is basically a tool online that connects other tools together to let you do thing in one, do things in one and have it trigger things that happen in the other or even pass information to the other one. So what I wanna to try to do uh, uh, from an experimental standpoint is they all start with wouldn't it be cool if, and I was like, wouldn't it be cool if I could, using ClickUp, which is the, the project management application I use to run TWIP, it's an app called ClickUp, um, wouldn't it be cool if I could create a, a, a sort of workflow within ClickUp that I could type a prompt and, or give it some basic rudimentary information about, say, an interview that I'm gonna do, and then have it do most of the heavy lifting for the stuff that needs to get built for that, from uh, building the list of questions that I'm going, or a, a suggested list of questions that I'm gonna ask the interviewee, the title of the interview that is SEO and clickbait friendly, a list of keywords generated, um, the body or the description of the interview that goes in the blog post and on YouTube, all the things, right? Even now that Dali is in chat, in chat GPT, give me three or four ideas for thumbnail art and generate those. So doing all that stuff and building all of it from a single prompt and having it laid out nicely within ClickUp so that I could just type the prompt and then boom, it spits out all the things I need for me to go in and edit later versus, okay, I gotta publish an episode. What's a good title for this episode? Okay. Sharky James bites back or something, you know? So instead of doing that, actually have an assistant that helps you get 50 to 60, 70% there, then you go in and make it right and polish it and then publish it. Wouldn't that be cool to be able to do that? So I'm building that now. I'm building what that flow will be using the tools that are available to all of us. And that's, that's an example of me, like the lifelong learner part of Frederick, looking at ways to streamline the operations to help me do more on This Week in Photo with less effort, but to a higher degree of quality for the listening audience. And that's, that's, that's what it, to let me get away from being in front of the computer so long. So now I can, like that, with that flow, because ClickUp, Sharky, it runs on the phone and iPad, I should be able to be out running errands, standing in line somewhere and like, okay, I need to work on, I'm gonna interview, you know, Scott Kelby, you know, okay. Or David Grover, which we're interviewing tomorrow, I think. I'm gonna interview David Grover from Capture One. So let me get started on the interview and just write a paragraph, me standing in line. Okay, I'm doing it. The interview is with David Grover. We're gonna be talking about Capture One, maybe a little bit of Capture One versus Lightroom. Uh, we're gonna be talking about AI and how it's used in selections. I'll just kind of riff without any grammatical correctness inside of an input box and click up and then say go. And it will take that and build all those things I just mentioned from that, then I can go tweak. So now I'm almost ready to do the interview just from my phone. 
Whereas before, it'd be about an hour or so of prep time plus, right, to get ready for all that. You even have it pull URLs for me to do research from. Like, okay, ChatGPT, give me, give me five to six URLs of different places where I can go to learn more about A, B, and C in advance of this interview or things, quotes from David Grover around the web or something like that. So, yeah, I'm excited about doing that to, to programize, if that's a word, to systematize the whole beginning creation of a successful podcast episode. So it should be fun. I think, I think the thing that's frustrating for me and a lot of people is just knowing what's available, like ClickUp, no idea. You know, Zapier, I heard of that, but I haven't checked it out. And, you know, 11 mm -hmm. labs, like there's got to, is there a place where you can go that's like, here's a cool list of all the fun AI and productivity things that you need to know about. Do you know of something like that? Somebody must yeah. have that. There's one being built right now. Um, it's going to be amazing. Probably the best that you've ever seen. And uh, it's uh, going to be launched. Uh, the URL, I think, is frederickvan.com. I think that's where <laughs> it's under construction now and they're building it. But I believe they have a mailing list set up for you to join to be notified when the site launches. But yeah, yeah, I'm wow. saying that tongue in cheek. But yeah, that's what my personal site will be basically about the non-TWIP stuff, about the kind of things that we talk about here to a level that's not necessarily myopically about photography. It's more about the world of content creation as it as it manifests in turn, you know, including AI and VR and AR and whatever, you know, all the things that I'm interested in that are outside of the, the photography. So photography fits in that as a component, but it's not the whole thing. It's just one component in a long list of ways that people can create and organize and do all the stuff. So it'll be like my my outlet, my journal of my journey in tech. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. Nice. Yeah. That was such an organic a lot of plug and we didn't even plan that. <laughs> you didn't have to shoe that at all. It just happened. Yeah, get, it, get it right in there. Get it right in there. But that's that's well, great because, you know, like those of us who've listened to Twip forever and stuff, you know, trust your tech knowledge. And so, you know, I want to know what Frederick knows. What's Frederick using that I need to know about? So that's going to be great. That's going to help yeah. a lot of people. Thank you. Yeah, there's a lot too. And it's, you know, there's just, even if I just look at my desk here, there's a lot of tools that I use on my desktop and my desktop that help me get all this stuff done. Especially like you mentioned in the beginning as a one man band, there's a lot of stuff that needs to get done. And there's a lot of things that can fall through the cracks depending on my state of mind or my state of exhaustion or interest or whatever. And that's not an option to let things fall through the cracks, you know, especially if you're trying to get better and better and better. So the only way to not let that happen is to have systems in place to to keep you on the rails as it were and that's that's what I'm, I'm building it also serves to make you a little bit more portable like for example you like you're coming on as guest host maybe one day you'll even host twit for me if you're up for it um alistair is on board as well you know he's he's a, a co-host on the show so with these systems in place i can easily say hey alistair just go here and this is how you like even with the the ai stuff that i'm working on now I, you or Alistair would be able to go in to click up and just say, Hey, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to interview X, Y, Joe McNally on Nikon, the new Nikon Z 12 that just got released. Uh, I, here's Joe McNally. Here's his webpage. Here's some information about the Nikon camera that we're going to talk about. I've interviewed Joe before and here's some links to those interviews, build me a list of questions and the description and all that stuff. And it will just do it. Right. And then now you can just tweak it and have the interview. So and then I want to teach people how to do that as well. So we, it's kind of that whole circular thing, dogging and eating his tail. There's the, the podcast itself and then the lead up to it with all that AI stuff and then teaching people how I built all that stuff together and all the different components that go into making all that stuff work. I think that. That is where a lot of the value lies, especially now if a lot of photographers are scratching their heads about what's next and AI's eating my lunch and what do I do? You know, we'll talk about that, right? And, and provide some suggested paths to, to success because I think there's more opportunity than there is cause for gloom and doom. And even if there is cause for gloom and doom, what are you going to do about it? 
right? So like, you can, if you know yeah. the world, if you know the world is going to end right. in 2025 and there's nothing you can do about it, do you spend the next couple of years just being sad and running around and complaining and telling everybody how bad it is? Or do you make the most of it and build stuff and have fun and, you know, enjoy yourself? So. Oh. Yeah, I mean, NASA said the other day there was there was a meteor heading our way, but it was going to miss us. And I thought for a second, I was like, well, that's unfortunate. (laughs) With with everything that's going on in the world, like Mr. Opportunity to solve this everything. (laughs) I know. I know. Please, please head our way. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and and of course you can trust NASA to tell you the truth, right? So my my science fiction conspiracy theorist brain would say, yeah, it's actually going to come closer than you think, Sharky. You know, may even hit us. But uh, would you, if you were NASA, would you tell people that? Especially, you know, crazy no. crazy folks that we have running around the planet. Would you tell them no? No, yeah, that's going to miss us. That's barely going to be out there by Jupiter. Don't even worry about it. Meanwhile, it's yeah. like closer Reese than the moon. <laughs> Yeah. So let's let's get on because I know we gotta we gotta end this, but let's get on to this last story. I just want to touch on real quick, and that was that the Biden administration in here in the United States um, issued what's known as an executive order, which is you know we could do a whole show on what executive orders are, but basically it's this is what I as leader of the free world want to have happen in this area, and this is the executive order that then underlings march to in a lot of ways to the extent that they can because they'll hit a lot of brick walls and process and bureaucracy and all that, but it's a step in the right direction. And the gist of it, I'll put a too long don't didn't read kind of breakdown of what it is in the show notes on thisweekinphoto.com, but basically my takeaway was. Okay, they're not blind. They know that this AI thing is important, even at a presidential level, and they're taking steps to make sure that the the body politic or the citizens of the United States and the world are as safe as they can be as this continues to develop. And they recognize that too much legislation or restrictions on top of AI could curtail and short circuit or restrict AI's development in the United States whereas other countries are not operating under those restrictions at all and are free to build whatever ethical or unethical LLMs, large language models that they want. So that's what I, that's kind of what I took out of it. So I took it largely as a good thing that they're even nodding that, okay, AI is a thing now and we need to kind of devote some resources to pay attention to it. And it wasn't like that executive order could have been like, okay, effective immediately. Anyone who uses LLMs is, uh, you know, a state terrorist. <laughs> you know? You're in trouble if we, get, if we catch you using LLMs. You know, that would never happen, but... I thought it was going to be something negative like that. Kind of like when drones were under the spotlight and they're like, okay, now we're going to legislate that. Okay, it can't be above this this many ounces or it's considered pro and you need a license and you can't fly over here, over there, up there, down here, basically anywhere except for this little postage stamp is where you can fly. No national parks, no people, no over animals, none of that stuff. But right here, you can fly. I thought that same thing or something similar was going to happen to uh, to to this AI thing, but it looks like they're being a little bit more pragmatic about how to approach it, largely because it's not enforceable worldwide, right? So I don't know. What, what yeah. do you think, sir? I was surprised about that as well, and I want to know who in the administration elevated this to the level where it became a thing, because I want to know that who that person is. Because that's somebody who's on top of things. Because usually government works so slowly and, you know, doesn't get on top of technology until like 20 years later or so. So that's, I I applaud the effort to get out there and kind of make it a thing and get people talking about it. But it's also pointless because you're not going to, you just can't stop it. Just like, I don't think we're ever going to have the technology that's going to be able to tell what's a real photo, what's a fake photo same thing with video it just doesn't seem like that's going to be a thing and then bad people will find a way to get around things anyhow but it's a start you know it's like i applaud the effort and these things need to be thought about right now but there's always going to be bad actors who are going to you know subvert it and that's just you know a you know a minus for effort yeah yeah any any tool is going to have bad actors right i mean you could they'll have the whole conversation about any any controversial 
topic for the most part, like gun control or whatever. And, you know, it's bad actors will always be there to use tools incorrectly. I mean, you can use a Q-tip incorrectly. So, but I I think, I think, yeah, don't, don't stick it in your ear, people. Uh, Wait, that goes in my ear? (laughs) (laughs) Why? You put it in your mouth. (laughs) Like all these years I've been using it it wrong. Uh, I'm not even touching that. I'm, I'm not even touching it. I'm not touching it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think. <laughs> I'm so trying to keep it together. All right, I gotta bounce because I have another meeting to jump into. But let's let's wrap this up. Um, all the notes for everything obviously will be on this weekend photo in the show notes. If you're on this weekend photo right now watching this, it's down there at the bo- bottom of the page or scroll down below the video uh, on YouTube. Some of the more pertinent notes are in there so feel free to use those as well as the link to this episode will be in the show notes as well uh sharky we did not get to picks of the week so we're gonna have to save that for another time but give me your sign off let's end this i'll give you the last word sir take it away <laughs> like i already dropped it but uh lens shark photography podcast again there's two in the feed if you you know if you Go to Spotify or whatever your podcast app is. You'll see two of them. It's the one with the caricature of me. That's the one you want. Otherwise, you're going to be listening to stuff from late 2014, early 2015, the origin story. And again, you know, if you want photography and videography is expensive, right? So I have a bunch of 20% off codes for my sponsors. Go to lensshark.com slash deals or just go to lensshark.com and you'll see all that. Ben Rowe. Coupo, Grip, uh, Shimoda Designs, etc. Tenba bags. You know, why pay full price if you can save yourself 20%, right? So yeah, have at it. There you go. Hey, and if you just want to pay more money, don't go to that site, right? <laughs> so if you, yeah, if you exactly. enjoy paying extra money, it. just don't go. Yeah. All right, folks, we'll leave it right there. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode of TWIP. And thank you, Sharky James, for coming on and, uh, and, and chatting. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome around this. Anytime you want me. Anytime. Yeah, you'll be back. I'm going to take you up on that. Um, and uh, as for me, you can find everything This Week in Photo, of course, at thisweekinphoto.com and frederickvan.com uh, for a bunch of other random stuff. If you're interested in the nerdy side of Frederick versus the photography side, head over there, get on that mailing list over there. Cause when the site launches in a couple of weeks, I will let everyone know and they'll meet. There may be something special in there for the people who signed up for the list early. So wow, like free candy or something like free candy. It is Halloween. All right, Sharky, we'll leave it. I'm going to let you do our sign off. You remember what the sign off is? It's time to take the lens cap off. This is Twitter.